Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Well, everybody, that was Jeff Pritchell's Fat Cigar you've been listening to during that intro, and that means it's time for Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge and expertise and fun of Twin Smoke Shop right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. Even during the COVID pandemic, we do this for you. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and you can follow us here on Facebook, please, as well as on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at notjustblowingsmoke. And please be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Google, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Pastor Padrone, and I've got a good crew here with us tonight, including Joe... uh, Damara, Damari, who's the New England broker for Southern Draw, all via Skype from various locations around New England. Hello, everybody. How is everybody doing? What's up, guys? Doing great, Pastor. Yeah. I'm very good. It's a talk show. Joe. Yes, Joe, sir. Uh, tonight we're smoking the Rose of Sharon Lancero. Uh, also called The Thorn uh, by Southern Draw. And according to the website, the cigar is named for Sharon Holt, the co-founder of Southern Draw Cigars. You want to tell us a little bit about this uh, lovely little Lancero? Oh, man. Delicious uh, Lancero, six and a half by 40, Ecuadorian, Connecticut. Uh, Delicious notes, floral, cedar, cocoa. It's my personal favorite, uh, Vitola. And a big Lancero guy, and the flavors are just tremendous in this uh, particular format. Personal favorite, and this stick's been resting in my humidor for uh, two and a half years when it was first Whoa. released, and smoking like a champ. I'm honored to be here today uh, with you guys. Thank you again. Hey, thanks. Thanks for being with us, Joe. Um, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, how you uh, got into this whole thing of cigar brokering? Sure thing, man. Uh, I'm a firefighter in the... Uh, City of Providence, first and foremost, in my 20th year. Uh, but my true passion and love in life, uh, the cigar industry. And uh, dying, to, uh, dying to get into it. Used to be on a uh, podcast back in the day, Stogie Geeks. And right around that time, uh, I had uh, tripped over some Southern Draw samples in uh, one of the local humidors here and tried them, loved them. Uh, caught a podcast with uh, Robert Holt, owner of the company, and I uh, was just blown away by uh, his message and where the brand was going and uh, doing everything correct. And uh, I reached out to him and let him know, you know, uh, it's not just a hobby for me. I, I'm all in, and I thought I could get uh, Southern Drawer off the ground and, and run out with my uh, connections and, you know, just being a lounge rat in and around all the uh, all the shops, going to the events. And uh, mm-hmm. felt I could 
I could get it going eventually in uh, you know Mass, Connecticut, New Hampshire, and uh, I was I was very fortunate. The game of the shot gave me the break to uh, jump into the industry and it's been the best decision of my life. It's mm. it's the best Get to hang with you guys and, uh, and do what I love. So I appreciate it. So tell me something. How does a firefighter, a man whose very definition is to put out fires, have an even greater passion for setting leaves on fire and then enjoying them? How do you reconcile those two callings of your life? Oh, man. <laughs> it, it's crazy. Two completely different aspects of my uh, my life, but... I've always, uh, it's all about the camaraderie and uh, just, you know, brotherhood of the leaf, sisterhood of the leaf, enjoying the cigars and the, uh, uh, you know, uh, those of you who are around enjoying the, uh, the process. And uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's the greatest form of relaxation and celebration. All the, uh, all the cheesy, uh, you know, outside the industry, yeah. people see, see those cheesy phrases, yeah. but it's real. It, it's, it's life, you know. I totally, I totally agree. Totally agree. What do your uh, uh, firefighting brothers think of the whole thing? They love it. They, they wish they, <laughs> they probably thought of the idea there themselves, you know. But, uh, <laughs> but, but hey, by nature, our lungs are already conditioned for uh, for smoke and, and this and that. So, you know, I, I've only been smoking myself personally about 10 years, but uh, I jumped right into uh, smoking, you know, really heavy right off the, right off the rip. And it was never an issue for me, but I find myself... Uh, Digressing as of late, the last couple of years, uh, getting back into some of the some of the lighter offerings with it, the true flavor lies like this uh, Rosa Lancero, you know, Rosa Shine Lancero right here. Yeah, yeah. Now he says that this cigar is named for Sharon. Now She's I have a really hard time believing all that. I, there, there does seem to be some religious connotation to this. I mean, they it's also called the Thorn. It's right on there. Right, I mean, is he right. calling Sharon a thorn, or is this some reference to <laughs> Jesus, which I think it says Soladio Gloria on the cigar. I mean, come on. It's no, really, no. really named after Sharon? Come on. Now, listen, so the, the brand is based out of Austin, Texas, and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, the South tend, tend to be uh, a little more religious, uh, re, you know, religious-inclined than anybody else, yeah. but just uh, yeah. phenomenal down-to-earth, regular people. Sharon is uh, a true peach. And, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't... Brown has no problem with the with the uh, double language there. He has no problem with that. No, no, no whatsoever. To... <laughs> yeah. So, you know, this is, this is, you know, one of the reasons that we wanted to do something like this cigar tonight was kind of like you said, Joe, a lot of us on the show... I know the ladies are not in this uh, whole thing, but but Nick and Paul and Dave and myself, we tend to like the fuller-bodied stuff, the stronger cigars. Right, and right. A, a lot of times we pass up things like this. Um, right. You know, th there's so much going on here, and so I think so so often we just like ha kind of having our taste buds assaulted. You right. know that. Uh, it, it, we don't take the time to sit back and enjoy something where you kind of just have to sit and let the cigar do the talking to you instead of like having the, the, it's almost like listening to something that's uh, softer instead of something that's blaring in your ears. Does that make sense? It does. And, you know, specifically this format, the Lancero, uh, you really want to sit back if you have the time 
and just enjoy all the uh, nuances and complexities bouncing around. And uh, for myself, you know, on a particular day, running around doing the, uh, the cigar thing, maybe you got an event in there. You know, I could be upwards of uh, seven, eight cigars, maybe more, maybe less. But mm. for me, I like to close, you know, and most people like to start the day with a Connecticut, maybe a coffee, nice and easy. Um, I also like to finish the day with a Connecticut. But it has to, for me, it's going to be a Connecticut that holds up uh, yeah. at the end of the day. Strong enough with, you know, an immense amount of flavor. Uh, you're going to taste those nuances even into, you know, seven, eight cigars in. Uh, we can enjoy it at the end of the night. And for me, that's where the roast Reminds me lies. of Steve. Our friend Steve Poirier, you know, seven or eight cigars in, he would be like on the floor. You know, I couldn't smoke <laughs> a Connecticut. I never tasted a thing. You know, I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> like you, Joe. I can, I can smoke a, you know, one of Todos Las Dias cigars and then smoke something like this and go, ooh, that's got some nice light notes and balance to it and everything. For sure. It's going to hold up, you know. It's going to hold up at the end of the day. And not uh, myself, and I smoke everything. I smoke everybody's stuff. And, uh you know, obviously, a lot of socket stuff too. I like the you know the heavy punch, but um, yep. uh, you know that legit Connecticut. It's going to hold up at the end of the day with uh, with that flavor. You know, you're going to be able to distinguish, and certainly whatever you're pairing alcohol wise, or um, it's going to play nice too. You know, right. So my next question is, you know, we're all, you know, one of the reasons we're doing this and, you know, and the social distancing and everything, we're all in different places. We're recording from different locations. You know, how has the the shutdown because of COVID-19 affected how you cigar broker? You know, how are you managing with that? How are you right. changing how you're doing things in order to, to stay busy? And um, yeah, why don't you want, well, I have another question too, but why don't we start with that? No, great question. Uh, first and foremost, for me, it's you know just been uh, just been wrangling the phones and not even as far as like you know orders so much. Just checking out on everybody, you know, like just like you guys, man. You guys are uh, family to me too, and uh, yep. all, all the shops I'm in and out of, and just touch your base with everybody, see how they're doing. You know, if orders happen to uh, materialize from that, uh, perfect. You know, Southern Draws done a couple been aggressive with uh, you know offering four ones to shops. You know, 20% off uh, the discount for uh, orders and all that. But um, I hate to get into that. I'm certainly not going to lead with that. You know, it's on the table. Shops that, uh, you know, we cater to and we love and respect, uh, they know that's on the table. But for the most part, it's just touch of base, see how everybody's doing. And anything I can do to help, um, I'm more, more than happy to jump in. We're all in it together. So just looking for the, uh, the light at the end of the tunnel, man, when it's all said and done. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thanks. Um, I know a lot of us are drinking different things with this. I'm drinking this uh, Fiddlehead IPA. Uh, nice. I believe uh, Paul Pablo Maduro is drinking the same thing along with me. What What is everybody yeah, else drinking uh, with the cigar? May I ask, uh, Nick? What about you? I am drinking Lord Hobo Brewing Company. Boom sauce. Boom. It's a double IPA. This is actually the first time I've ever had it. Um, I've seen it up at the bar at 724 Lounge a lot. A lot of guys get it. It's a couple of their favorites. And it's the first time. Yeah, it's very popular. And um, it's a really good double IPA. Um, It doesn't seem like a double IPA. Um, It's not as hoppy, I guess. 
Um, it's doing actually really good with the, the Lancero. I thought in the beginning that the double IPA, a little bit of the fruit flavor that's in there, it's going to overshadow the cigar, but the cigar is actually doing very well. You get a really earthy uh, espresso note, very nice, easy draw, very creamy uh, smoke, a little bit of spice on the retrohale, um, and it's doing just fine. And I'm pairing it with a double IPA. Nice. Uh, Paul, what are what are I know you're drinking what I am. How are you liking the the pairing there? I think the pairing is fantastic. Um, like the cigar on its own is uh, creamy smooth. I got a little bit of a uh, light nutty flavor. Um, some nice nutty light flavor? cedar as well. Nut flavor, yes, nutty flavor. Nick should know about that. Some nuts. <laughs> uh, but with the uh, the IPA is actually uh, still bringing out a little bit of the sweetness, but it's pulling out a lot more of the woody earth tones from the cigar. So I'm really, really liking that very, very much. Yeah, I'd have to agree with your assessment on that. Uh, I'm, I'm the uh, IPAs are not my normal go-to beer, but th that's really bringing out some of the. Uh, nice flavors in this cigar that that uh, some cedar notes, wood notes, a little bit of leather. Um, it, mm. It's certainly the the sour of the beer is contrasting with the natural sweetness of the cigar, and that's go that's going right. very very well. I'm liking that very much. Bree and Kendra, yeah. what about you? What are you pairing with uh, the cigar? So Bree and I are drinking a Sauvignon Blanc by Whoa. Kim Crawford. So what's really interesting about this pairing, and we'll see if Brie agrees, is that this wine on its own was like super like grapefruit, like high acidity almost. So the earth in the cigar is really making it very balanced. It really mellows everything out and it's really enjoyable. Mm. And uh, I would, um, I definitely agree with that. I feel like the cigar is very grounding. Um, it almost creates kind of, um, a, a great pairing for like springtime into summer, which is right now. Um, you kind of almost get um, a little bit of that like sour room and then you puff the cigar and it kind of mellows each other out. Um, I've, I've always been a big fan of Lanceros too. So that's just a plus. <laughs> nice. Great cigar. Dave, Dave, what about you? What are you pairing it with? I am pairing it with some Sam summer. And Why am I not surprised? The, uh, <laughs> and the uh, it's it's got like the citrus sour, it's a, like a weed beer, um, and it's bringing out um, the little bits of uh, citrus in the cigar, uh, like the cedar notes, a um, little bit of the it's toning down like the nuttiness of the leatheriness of the cigar. The retro hail is actually pretty spicy with the beer. Um, it's really nice, pretty good pairing on my end. Mm. Now, Joe, I, I know you went a lot higher end than the rest of us did. What are, what are you drinking with your uh, seventh cigar of the day? <laughs> so, uh, so I got to be honest. So I did have to change. I changed it up just a little bit. Uh, the location did plan on drinking the uh, Florida Cana 18, personal favorite with uh, this cigar. Uh, changed locations. Good buddy Johnny Lapore, manager at uh, Hill and Harbor Cigar Lounge in Rhode Island. And uh, what happened to be on tap? Sipping a little Dalmore 12 right now, which Ooh, complexity nice. is a little bit more of a punch. I knew but, we were uh, going to have a spot. 
Nice. <laughs> but, but I'll find uh, it, it's up and bring out the uh, the floral notes, and uh, there's a little bit of a, a subtle bang involved with the, uh, the Rosa Sharon Lancero and subtle bang. It's and uh, yeah, it's pairing well right now. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, let's see. Um, you know, a little bit about what's going on here at Twins at this point. You know, we're still doing curbside service. Both stores are open for that, and that's going very, very well for us. Um, we're going to start doing something special next week. We're going to start a series of uh, virtual events. Uh, and not just blowing smoke, we'll be kind of kicking those off on Fridays. And, and uh, what that'll be is uh, us interviewing uh, people from cigars that we're going to be highlighting for the next week. And we're going to be announcing specials and, and deals uh, on uh, uh, our show in advance so that you can take advantage of those things all next week using the curbside pickup. So uh, Friday, May 1st, we're going to have Lauren Ferraro on from Ashton Cigars. And um, we're going to be announcing specials that Twins will be offering on Ashton Cigars for the week following the show. I'm really excited about that. Um, something that you all need to know is this is going to be a separate thing from the show. This is going to be done from 6 to 7 on Facebook Live next week. And the Not Just Blowing Smoke normal show uh, where we smoke a cigar and and uh, uh, smoke a pipe tobacco. That'll start at seven, like it always does. Uh, but from six to seven, it's just going to be uh, myself and a few of uh, the rest of us from Not Just Blowing Smoke interviewing Warren. And we're going to be smoking the Ashton Symmetry Robusto in that first hour. And I'm really looking forward to that. Um, we're going to be trying to pair that with some uh, Belvini Double Wood. Um, and I'm looking forward to that too, to be honest. Oh That's yeah. Very yes. Oh yes. Yeah. So what are some more of our uh, thoughts on the cigar and pairing here? Are people really enjoying? I'm about uh, to start my second third here and um, very nice woody, some natural sweetness, um, just a little bit of earth. Uh, the and like I said, the beer, it, the IPA is really bringing out a lot of the uh, uh, wood, cedar, leather kind of notes in the cigar. And it's pairing It's pairing really, really nice. It's not overpowering the cigar at all. I'm amazed yeah, I would have to agree with you. <laughs> One at a time. La <laughs> ladies first. Ladies first. Oh, oh, no, I was just saying I'm amazed at how natural it feels. I feel like normally by um, this point in the cigar, you kind of all the flavors start to accumulate and it starts to um, become new. It's a good thing most of the time. Um, but this one has become even more solid. Um, I feel like the sweet is very natural. It's um, it's not too much. There's no aftertaste. It's just a very like pleasant walk in the park kind of smoke. Very nice. Paul? Can you top that kind of summary? I can't. I'm going to defer to Nick. <laughs> uh, I can't beat that either, but I'll give it my best shot. Um, Go for it. With the double IPA, it's it, and the 
the Lancero is is doing a, a very good job. It's definitely, I wouldn't say a walk in the park, but I'd definitely say a walk on the beach. Um, it, it, <laughs> <laughs> oh, romantic. I, I am a, I'm a hopeless romantic. Can go right now. Um, definitely getting more earthy. I'm pretty much almost done. Why am I not surprised? Yeah. Well, it's a very easy drive. I'm a little bit of a power smoker. So, but little earth, yeah, earth, wood, <laughs> a little bit of spice. Uh, the drink is actually bringing out um, some more natural sweetness out of the cigar. Um, and it's it's really nice. Like I said, drinking a double IPA. I know you guys are do, uh, doing a uh, IPA. Ladies are doing a, a wine. Mr. Uh, Samuel Adams over there is doing the Sam Summer. Um, but with the double IPA, it's not too heavy. And it's they're coinciding very, very, very nicely. They're very good. They're coinciding. That's good vocabulary, Nick. Oh, thank oh, you. Boy. I was practicing earlier. Nick, what's up, Paul? I was just going to ask Nick, does he, uh, does he think that the beer is very quaffable? Three <laughs> dollar <laughs> word. Uh, uh, let me. Uh, get my uh, dictionary out and see what that word yeah, means. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I would compare it, Paul. <laughs> oh, my god. No, goodness. the uh, – I'm actually – I think the uh, the Fiddlehead IPA is actually uh, making the retrohale, the spice in the retrohale, a lot more smoother. Mm. Yeah, I love the retrohale on this. Um, yeah. It's really, really nice. It's got some really nice flavor to it. It's very smooth, just a little bit of spice. It's very, very good. It's a great, great cigar for that. Um, Pastor Padron's Cigar Confession. Um, This is actually going to, I think, follow up real well with some of the comments that we've had here. Um, My confession tonight to you, (laughs) Kendra. My confession tonight to you is that for a very long time in my smoking career, I've been smoking cigars for over 20 years, I missed out, I think, because I just avoided the Lancero size in cigars. I was going for the bigger ring gauge, the larger sizes, you know, if it if it was under a 50 ring gauge, I really wasn't interested in it. If it was less than five inches, I really wasn't interested in it. So I was going for the Toro size, Churchill size. You know, uh, for a while there, I was totally hooked on the LFD digger and smoking the, the Maduro version of that all the time, which took me like three to three and a half hours to smoke one of those things. And... Since I've been back in the cigar business over the last, you know, five years of my uh, life, I've really been coming to appreciate the smaller ring gauge cigars and and Vitolas that people normally overlook, like this Lancero here. This is a fantastic size, and I'm just kicking myself for thinking, you know, why would I want to pay for that skinny little twig? 
it's a great, great size. And there's a lot that goes on in these that just you just don't get in bigger ring gauge cigars. And so what I thought I would do is ask everybody what they thought about Lanceros in general, what they like about them, and maybe talk about what their favorite Lancero is. Paul, you want to start? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I never smoked Lanceros until I started working here at Twins a couple of years ago. Uh, I was just like you, Dan. I, I went for more of the Toro, the Gordo type cigars. Uh, it was more of a perceived value. Um, mm -hmm. But since I uh, started working here and we started experimenting with different, uh, different cigar sizes, uh, the Lancero certainly found a way into my humidor. Uh, this one particular, I think, is my absolute favorite Connecticut Lancero. Um, it's incredible. We talked about very smooth, creamy, wonderful flavor, just, uh, just a very, very smooth uh, cigar. Um, my all-time favorite has got to be the uh, 724 Lancero, though. I, I do have to admit that. Yep. That's a fantastic size. That's And that's something, too. You know, uh, Kurt is really big on the Lancero size. Um, we have at Twins a number of uh, Lanceros from different lines that you just aren't going to see anywhere else. And let's face it, most of the time, uh, Lanceros don't sell in shops, which is why they're not carried for one of the reasons that Paul said, perceived value. Um, another reason, you know, people think they're girly cigars or that it will look funny if they're trying to smoke it because it's so thin and long. Um, so Those there's a no, perception no. that people are trying to trying to get there too. Um, but when, you know, you, you come to twins and Lancero, it's our big mover. And certainly the, the original uh, 724 Lancero is a fantastic cigar. It keeps getting awesome, awesome ratings. It's, it's, I, I totally agree with Paul. It's a great choice. I'd like to know what uh, Bree thinks about this whole business. So uh, as I mentioned before, Lanceros are one of my favorite types of cigars. Um, my first Lancero ever was the 1874 Lancero from 724. Um, and ever since then, I, I've noticed that not a lot of companies um, are really putting out Lanceros, it seems. Um, so, so this one, I think, is my third or fourth Lancero that I've ever smoked. And I'm, to, I'm still very impressed. Um, I'm not sure if it's um, if it's the way that it smokes. Oh, cocktail delivery part two. <laughs> not sure if it's just the way that it smokes. Uh, it seems to ash very well. It burns very well. Um, I think mm -hmm. it's um, kind of an underrated size, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Nick, what about yourself? Um, started smoking Lanceros maybe five years ago, been smoking for a while. And I stayed away from the Lanceros. Like Paul said, it was like, oh, well, I can get a bigger cigar for less money or for the same amount of money, you get more tobacco. But once I got turned on to Lanceros, it opened up a whole new world for me. You get more flavor, more intensity. I think you get the, the true flavor of the tobacco that they're using. And I've been on Lanceros. I'm not really a big ring gauge guy anymore. I will smoke a, 
a, a 70 ring gauge, like an asylum or a double digger, or, you know what I mean? A 724 gagger or something along those, those lines. But I always find myself coming back to uh, Lancero, the flavor that comes with that Lancero is, I think it's second to none. Um, mm-hmm. And it, I've been smoking them ever since. I've smoked this one a few times, obviously a 724 Lancero, both the regular, the original and the 1874. I've smoked pretty much everything down the line, but I would have to say my favorite Lancero is probably going to be the Christoph Lajero Maduro Lancero. That for oh. me is always um, held a, a very special place in my heart. <laughs> it, it, it was one. It was one of my first. It was one of my first Lanceros, and that's kind of like uh, my first love. You know what I mean? Uh, I think so, but I'm not going to open that door, Dave. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I Lanceros are like uh, a totally new thing to me. Uh, the first time I had one, um, I don't think I was really um, prepared for it. Like cigar knowledge wise, I don't think I, I appreciated it. Um, and, but as, as the, as the years and months have gone by, um, I definitely prefer a smaller ring gauge, um, to bigger ring gauges now because you're able to appreciate the wrapper versus the binder. Um, uh, I think a perfect example of that is like the, uh, the super Corona Superfly. Uh, it, it's night day difference between the uh, between the 660 and the and the the Corona side. It's uh, it's amazing, and and the uh, I think the the Rosa Sharon is no different. Yep, Joe, I, I'm interested in, in your take. Having having heard all of us here talk, yeah. I get I I I just shared my thoughts on Lanceros. I, I think my if I was going to throw out a favorite of mine, it would probably be the. Uh, uh, you know, because I don't want to copy everybody here. The the yep. 724 Lanceros are totally awesome. But I'm going to throw out another one there that I think is great, and that's the the Aladino Elegante Maduro. Really, solid that's choice. fantastic, yep. fantastic Lancero, and yep. you know, 750 here at Twins it is a great, great cigar. Yep. Um, but Joe, what what are your thoughts on this? And and do you agree? Disagree? Do you have? You know, maybe you can give some explanation too about why Lanceros tend to be more money than a Robusto or a Toro when it's looking like less tobacco. Sure thing. So, I, for myself, um, I absolutely love the uh, the Lancero format, smaller ring gauge. But it, the flavor is uh, immense. And echoing Dave's uh, very humble comments there, um, up here in New England, everybody tends to migrate to the. Uh, uh, the larger ring gauge, Tony Soprano style, well, bang yep. a buck. But but those who know know, and it, it's you know it's part of our you know my job, you know the shops too, kind of educating the uh, the consumer on um, you know the value of the Lancero with that true flavor lies, and yep. um, and you guys kind of stole a little bit of my thunder. But the first Lancero I, I ever fell in love with, Brother Kirk Kendall stuff, man. That's that really put uh, the Lancero you know on the mark for me. Um, just phenomenal sticks and you know personal favorite uh the jacob's ladder top rung lancero got here i'm smoking <laughs> that next 
And, uh, you know, so I, <laughs> that was my star of the day. <laughs> but uh, beyond that, um, the Elway Wente, original Lantero, uh, is right up there for myself, too. Definite mm. box purchase, immense amount of flavor packed into yeah. that, that Lancero size. And uh, it takes time. It's never going to convert somebody, you know, right off the hop on the Lancero, but take time, uh, you know, educate somebody uh, on the, uh, you know, the positives of the Lancero and where that, that true flavor lies. And that's, you know, small format. Um, you know, you got them for life and uh, they're going to enjoy it. They're going to pass it on. They're going to educate their friends. And, uh, yeah, personal favorite, man. I, I love it. I would yeah. not advise the other uh, Lancero uh, be smoked in the car with the window open. You're going to be wearing that ash like in nobody's business. I burn holes <laughs> through all my pants. I'll still do it, knowing the, uh, the repercussions of uh, a nice windy drive. But you know the other fire. You, you, you've got the hotline to go to the firefighters. You know, you're going to get help right away. We'll get out there with the hose and everything, hose you down and all that stuff. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you're right, though. Yeah. Echo, echo your comments, Dan. It's not, you know, it's not the most manly uh, cigar to pick up and, you know, not the most, maybe not the most comfortable mm -hmm. to handle, but when, when you smoke it, you enjoy it, uh, you, you taste all those uh, tightly packed flavors and, and nuances. Um, it's like no other. It's the best format, I believe. Yeah, I, I think the secret to Lanceros is understanding that it's, it's, it's a sipping cigar. It's not a cigar that you take these long, hard drags on. It's really something that you kind of gently pull a little bit into your mouth and yep. uh, really just kind of sip at it for a while. Right. So when, when you're smoking it right, it's not going to burn hot. It's not going to be gone in 20 minutes like you think right. just because it's so thin. It's not a long cigarette. You're just supposed to kind of gently pull on it. And the, the flavors are so much better when you take these things slow. For um, sure. Yeah. I'm gonna tip my cap yeah. to uh, you know Robert Holt. You uh, went with the six and a half by forty size on all his Lanceros, and uh, you know, you know they never tend to burn hot. They burn correct, smoke like a champ, and that subtle tweak in his eyes uh, would do the trick. And for me, they absolutely have uh, never any issues uh, construction or uh, combustibility. Uh, they burn like a champ every well, time. When you say that that subtle little tweak, what what do you mean by that? Just the, from the uh, traditional Lancero size, Southern Draw came down to a six and a half by, by 40 as opposed to the, the seven by 38. Um, right. That, that subtle tweak all day. And, and I, I spoke everything. I, I spoke everybody's stuff, not just what I rep. Um, and, uh, and most, you know, tend to burn correct, but there will be issues, tend to be you know, a little bit hot towards the, uh, the back third. Um, mm -hmm. Southern Draw stuff, shameless plug, they, uh, they burn correct every time. There's never an issue for me anyway. So certainly uh, I'm I not happy. I appreciate that with mine. The burn's from, great from the cigar geek side. And, and to echo Nick's you know, statement earlier, I tend to smoke a little bit, a little bit faster, a little, you know, a little bit harder. And uh, there's still never an issue. It, it's cool to the touch right till the end. So mm. that's cool. Awesome. Yep. Um, so what are our, uh, uh, final verdict on this cigar here, the Thorn, the Lancero by Rose of Sharon, Southern Draw. What do we think? Very, well, I'm very in my easy. Uh, final third. Sorry, ladies, you go ahead. 
It's like a show. I'm going first. Nobody puts Paul in the corner. Oh, All right, ladies first. Yeah, please. Oh. Thank you. Um, yeah, and in my opinion, it's just, it sneaks up on you. It's very easy to smoke. Um, I don't think I've ever smoked a cigar that fast. <laughs> just because you keep puffing it, and then all of a sudden you're wired and it's gone. All right, Paul. So, for Come on. going to say something. Let her talk. So I'm excited to try this cigar again with a scotch. Me and Joe are scotch buddies, and yes. I I love the pairing that I had tonight, but I, I really, my gut tells me this will go well with a 12-year single for sure. malt for sure. Um, so I'm excited to try this again. It was an excellent cigar, and same as Brie, Lance is one of my favorite sizes. So, yeah. Awesome. Thank Thumbs you, guys. Up. Thumbs up from the camera. Yeah. <laughs> now you can talk. <laughs> so the uh, I'm entering the final. The cigar construction uh, burn drawer has been flawless, outstanding. Uh, I'm getting a lot more of that cedar flavor as I enter the final third of the cigar, and that's not the drink pulling it out. That's just the natural sweetness of the cigar. It's really, really fantastic. You know, a lot of creaminess, earth, just outstanding cigar. I'd absolutely give it two thumbs up, way up. Nice. Appreciate it. Nick? I definitely agree with Paul. Definitely two thumbs, way up. If I had more than two thumbs, I'd give it more than that. <laughs> but you don't have a burn. Thumb? I don't. I cut it oh. off at an early age. Um <laughs> Construction burn <laughs> flavor, it it keeps up with the double IPA. It, it's a hell of a cigar, unbelievable, really really good. Definitely recommend it to anybody that's looking to maybe uh, switch up the the cigar size as far as you know fifty fifty two and want to try something different uh, on a Lancero. Definitely recommending this to uh, any of our customers that call ahead. Dave? Yep. I'm really liking the uh, Rhodes of Sharon Lancero. Um, uh, I think my pairing with the Sam Adams has gone really well with it. The uh, the citrusy, limey, not limey, uh, lemoniness of the beer uh, has really, like, increased the retrohale, um, making it more floral uh, and spicy. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure to smoke. There's barely anything left. Uh, the burn's been absolutely perfect. Um, and it's it's definitely going to... I'm going to add this puppy into my daily rotations. Absolutely, awesome. man. Daily rotations. Yeah, baby. Daily. Thanks, Dave. All right. Well, I certainly have enjoyed this. I'm smoking it all the way to the end. I had to take the label off and everything. And... Um, it's performed really, really well all the way down. No construction issues at all. And looking at everybody else's uh, cigars as they've been smoking, it looks like no one's had any issues either, which is good. Um, very nice, smooth. There's a creaminess to it from that uh, um, Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper. 
but the the Nicaraguan Dominican tobaccos provide some really nice uh, gentle body to this cigar. It's a kind of a it's a it's much more medium than you think that it would be being a Connecticut. And part of that, I think, has to do with the, the size of the cigar. The Lancero, I think, tends to be a little bit stronger than the Toro would be or the Perfecto or the Gordo of this of this cigar. Um, it's gone very, very well with the, the IPA. And frankly, I think I've enjoyed the IPA more because of the cigar, um, the way that it's been uh, handling the, the IPA Fiddlehead IPA has been really, really nice. So I can really recommend this cigar myself. Very, very nice. Well done. Well said, Danny. Well thanks, sir. And uh, uh, Joe, thank you. thank you so much for your time and being with us on the first half of our show. We really appreciate it. It's awesome. We miss well, you, Thank man. you, guys. I'm totally humbled and honored to be on the show, and uh, I really miss you guys as well. And uh, last parting uh, Statement for anybody that's listening, please support your brick and mortar. Uh, if you don't, they won't be here when uh, when it's all said and done. So do the right thing and take care of those who take care of you. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Joe, I don't Thank know you, if you can see you. this. Very, very much, man. Joe, I don't know Thank if you, you can see this, but I had to put it on a, uh, a match. My man, old school. I love it. <laughs> I had to. I had to, put that on, had to put it on a match, man. That thing is still holding true. Still got some good flavor out of it, and I'm going to keep going with this until uh, I'm smoking the match. Appreciate it. Wish you guys uh, tremendous success moving forward, too. The great show, and thank you for having me. Thank you, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Thank you Thanks, brother. Appreciate you guys. Take care. All right. Take care. Bye. Neil, it is a uh, Virginia tobacco, and from the tin, it says, a delicious blend of the finest red and bright Virginias pressed to perfection and sliced into flakes. And that is very true. It is a very good description of what this tobacco is. It is, of course, manufactured by Cornell and Deal. There's only Virginia in this uh, uh, blend here. There's no flavoring. It is a flake, which means that the blend of Virginias that they have put together have been pressed, aged, and um, uh, made into cakes. And then those cakes have been sliced into what are called flakes, which are what you see in your tin there. You can see that those are the flakes. And um, we are doing a special pairing with this tonight. And I'm looking at what the ladies have in front of them. And it's not at all like the stuff that was delivered to me. And I'm wondering <laughs> what Kendra did differently right. to make her stuff so First much one. more classy than what she gave to Pastor Padrone. It just seems wrong. But tell us, Kendra, what is it that we're supposedly drinking with this uh, tobacco together? All right, Dan. Well, if I knew you wanted edible flowers, <laughs> then I would have provided that. But... Uh -huh. Bree and I have a fancy girly drink, and you guys are drinking something very similar on the rocks. So okay. I'm going to give your, a shout out to my What? What makes your drink fancy girly? Okay, so we have uh, edible flowers, which is the girliest part of it. And we, we made ours 
we made ours with egg white instead of uh, on the rocks with soda. So that's really the biggest difference. But we have um, Empress 1908 gin, which is a beautiful indigo color, and mm. Saint Germain lemon juice. You guys are drinking it with club soda on the rocks, and like I said, Bree and I have egg white, and as a in a coupe glass. So my brother is on the call right now, and his girlfriend Stephanie actually gave me a heads up. Um, the gin she suggested isn't available in New Hampshire, but Empress 1908 was a was a good um, substitution for that. Excellent, and I hope that it goes well with the pipe. Cheers. Cheers. And it's um, chemistry, too. It changes color when you add lemon juice. It's true. Mm-hmm. Okay. All and right. Paul, the girly version. Paul, are you drinking the girly version? No, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not, right? This is not the girly version, Kendra, right? This no. is a straight-up one, right? You have to drink a manly version. Yes, That's I'm a drinking a manly version. <clears throat> In the, uh, the new glass, nice 720, nice 724 cocktail glass. Everyone, look at that, huh? That's great. Those are brand new to the shop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's big to too. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> oh boy, this show just keeps going these ways that I just can't. Okay, uh, let's see. Nick, what are you, you drinking that you still had some left? <laughs> yeah, I didn't drink it all. I still got mine. Oh, good. You did. You, you behaved yourself. I'm pleased. I, I behaved myself. You. Yes. How do you um, Thank you. So I got the girly drink. So it has that gin, lemon juice, and club soda on ice. And it's got some sweet tang to it. Um, and it's going pretty good with the pipe tobacco right now. Getting a lot of sweetness across the board. Very nice. Dave, what about yourself? Are you drinking I am, also, I am also drinking the uh, purpley stuff. The purpley stuff. The purpley stuff. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that's so. That's so specific. Yes. And um, it, it's bringing out the uh, the raisiny uh, dried fruitness of uh, my tobacco, the opening night. Um, mm -hmm. uh, there's a little bit of hay in there. Um, mm -hmm. The retro hail is pretty floral, um, It's really good. I, lo I love this stuff. This is, I think I almost, it's tied with the original Carolina Red for me. Uh, this is just awesome. I love it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I would have uh, to agree. The uh, the elderflower in the drink is bringing out a lot more of that sweetness from the Virginias. It really, really is making it pop really, really nice. Mm. I'm enjoying it myself. This is a nice, rich Virginia blend. And uh, this was really made for people who love Virginias, uh, and uh, cool. to be a kind of a tobacco that people who are maybe just getting into pipe smoking would be able to start with. And at the same time, something that Virginia lovers who were maybe more full-bodied smokers 
would really get into as well because there's so much going on with this. Um, nice, medium-bodied, lots of um, uh, uh, kind of stewed fruit kind of notes. There's some hay, some bread going on. There's some nice little bit of spice. The, the room note on this is very bready, very hay, that kind of, uh, those kind of uh, notes. I've had three different bowls of this before the show started today in various sized pipes. Um, and um, I'm smoking it right now in my 7LE Punta Oro 320. And um, I'm, the, I'm finding that Larger sized bowls do well with the flake if you're just going to uh, kind of bend the flakes in half and stuff them into your pipe. Um, they work really, really well with that. Um, I'm wondering how other people prepared the pipe tobacco. Did other people just kind of rub it out back into ribbon and then put it into the pipe? Or did you take the flakes and just kind of stuff them in there and light them that way? Yeah, I, uh, I rubbed that. it out, Dan. <laughs> of course you did, Paul. Of course you didn't, Paul. <laughs> uh, see, you made the lady smile, Paul. That's that's good. Uh, Dave, what did you say? I just folded them in half and stuck it in, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Nick, what did you do? Well, I, I just jammed mine in the hole. <laughs> So uh, I just right, uh, here we go. I just uh, it's what I it's what I do. So I just I just jammed it in there. It's what didn't I did. Yeah. It, I didn't rub it out. I didn't feel a need to rub it out or fold it. So I just threw it in there. So and it's it's smoking fine. Bree and Kendra, would you please bring this show back to some kind of more wholesome <laughs> or not? For your own professionalism. <laughs> I, for one, did not rub it out at all. I just gave it a little poke. <laughs> a little poke. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Honestly, I shoved it in there probably too much because I was a little clogged at first. <laughs> <laughs> Your pipe was a little clogged, so you had to you had to unclog the pipe. She had to back it out. She had to she back, had to back it, out, it out. Start over, and then, and then proceed. Kurt, this is what happens when I give them full drinks. <laughs> Be yeah, careful. We need, to, we need to stop that. Yeah, half drinks from now on. Um, I'm really liking this, this, uh, gin, um, cocktail here. It's going very, very well. And I, it's gotta be the prettiest looking gin I've ever seen. I've never seen, and I'll, I'll be honest, I, I'm not, you know, a big, huge gin freak. I, I don't go in, go into the liquor store and stroll up and down the gin aisle and look at, but I've never seen that kind of. You called it indigo blue, Kendra. Um, it was a beautiful, beautiful color. I mean, I want to go out and get it just because it looks so cool. Yeah, that's the, the um, butter, yeah. that's the butterfly pea flower. So 
it's basically like tea made with flower petals. And what's really neat is that it changes color as you're mixing it. So you add citrus and it changes to like a bright purple. So it's, it's really cool stuff. I'm not a big gin person either, but gin does make nice craft cocktails. I'd mm. honestly call this pairing Little House on the Prairie between <laughs> the drink and the tobacco because Little House on, first, on the yeah, Prairie, yeah. Yeah, because this um, the drink, it's very, very floral, but not in an overbearing way. Um, and then when you start smoking the, the tobacco with it, it brings out like that spice, but it's still... Mm. Um, it, it smells like a campfire off the bat, um, but once you start smoking it and. And um, uh, what is it that you've picked up tonight, Paul? So I found this story on uh, the Briar Report from businesses, but will issue a shutdown order if businesses continue to ignore the warning letters. And they said, we absolutely feel like we're in the right, and we absolutely have a fundamental right to be open and stay in business, says the owner. Um, so basically what he's saying is, even though he lives in a progressive state, like, don't forget, Cotton is the first to allow for marijuana to be sold legally, both medicinal and recreational. Um, but because he's a non-essential smoking lounge, he's been told to close. And uh, so it actually was an update earlier this week because he was given a final warning letter and he had to shut his business down until the state decides at a later date to open up the non-essential businesses. So it kind of rings home because we live in a state that we were told initially we were going to have to close because we were considered non-essential. But our governor realizes uh, that businesses, if they can, can remain open. And we were fortunate enough to be one of those, and we're offering our curbside pickup. And he actually offered them the ability to do curbside pickup in place of customers coming in, but he was told that that was not an option. Wow. So. Yeah, so it uh, it really is uh, it's really an incredible story when you really think of it. And I just wanted to see what uh, everyone else's thoughts were on that. Yeah, that's 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 uh, I think that's really good. Yeah, I know a lot of store a lot of stores have uh, feel like they've they've had to shut down, um, and and uh, you know I I know we were you know very concerned about what was going to happen, how long we'd be shut down, and uh, echoing, you know, your sentiments, Paul. We're very, very grateful for New Hampshire Governor uh, Sununu for giving us a way to stay open and doing the curbside service um, during this time. It's it's awesome that we're still able to to do that. And, and I totally uh, understand where that guy is coming from. I don't understand why. Um, you can still get pot. How can that be a, a, a necessary, you know, essential business or going to a, a, a microbrewery? You know, you're not just talking about a liquor store, right? You're talking about a, a microbrewery can stay open, but the cigar right. shop can't, you know, my big, my big, you know, argument has always been, you know, you, you drink alcohol, you know, you, you smoke pot, 
you know, and you do that enough and you're no longer able to drive your car, operate heavy machinery, you black out, you know, you wake up with hangovers, you, you do all sorts of weird stuff. Um, I don't know anything that's happened weird after people have had seven or eight cigars. You know what I mean? I can still get in the car and, and be totally, be totally fine. I don't treat my wife any different, my girls any different. You know, if I had seven or eight cocktails, it would be a whole different story. It would be a new kind of Pastor Padron that's never been seen before that would probably be better if he were never seen again. But uh, I, I'm totally with this guy, and I, 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 hope that, uh, I hope that Colorado does the right thing. What is the rest? What do the rest of you think? I'm thinking, uh, uh, Nick, why don't you give us your thoughts on this? Well, I feel for the guy. He I, I don't know if he's being singled out or what, and I don't know how many shops are in that area. But for him to to stay open and be, you know, mad at the government that they're not treating him like the other, like the brewery behind him and like the liquor store. I don't really see a difference. It's it's something, you know, everybody, you know, people are coming in and and interacting and picking out alcohol and stuff like that. So I, I can't really see um, a, a big difference because you're going to the customers are going to do that. They're going to go in. They're going to go in, pick out their cigar, pay for it and leave. So it, I really feel for the guy. And I don't think they really kind of should have singled him out like that. That's his livelihood. He has to, you know pay his bills just like everybody else and he has to support his family you know i think uh, i think they they should have let him open or at least you know have curbside at least do the curbside right yeah, yeah right dave wh exactly what about right. you I mean, what are your thoughts um i think it, the whole thing is really unfortunate i feel like you know the, the guy is totally entitled to be able to do uh curbside um I, I think the government should not be involved in it so much uh, as far as I feel like if safety is put first, um, the business should be able to remain open. I don't see there being any difference between that and like uh, a supermarket uh, where, you know, some people might automatically categorize supermarkets as uh, essential. You can still go into a supermarket and buy a pack of gummy bears, which is most definitely not essential. Um, so because they can't mandate that stores only sell essential items, um, I don't think they can mandate that a certain store is really like non-essential. Uh, it also depends on your lifestyle. Um, if you're a person that, you know, like lives on a farm, going to a grocery store, you know, sometimes really isn't essential. You don't go to one, you are the grocery store, you know? Um, so I don't, I don't see how you can blanket uh, a ruling like that. I think it's really unfortunate. Ladies, do you have thoughts on this? Or are you too blitzed now to comment? <laughs> <laughs> guys, we're not like you guys. <laughs> I guess I guess the only thing that I could add to this is that I think it's hard when, you know, you're thinking about like the alcohol piece of it. So for breweries, liquor stores, whatever, you have to consider that alcohol withdrawal is a very, very serious thing and it can be fatal. So I do understand why 
they're going to keep breweries, liquor stores available um, still for purchase. And then also, like, as far as dispensaries go, I mean, there are people with medical marijuana cards because they're in severe pain, and that seems to be something that helps them. Um, but I certainly think that 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 shop should be able to deliver curbs, curbside mm -hmm. for sure. It should still be able to generate some type of business in a safe way. Definitely. It's, um, I mean, it's, it's more so about, I think, changing, um, the practices and how you're delivering product to people rather than trying to shut down entire companies. Um, because yeah, I mean, curbside, even from what we've seen here at twins seems to be working really, really well. And, um, from what we've seen even at other shops. Um, so I don't think it's very fair that there's any reason that, um, they shouldn't so long as proper people are following and staying safe and staying safe and healthy, and healthy um, um, that they should, that they shouldn't continue. allow that to continue. Excellent. Paul, what we, Excellent. Paul, what we, say, what's, your what's your response, to all, response this, to all this, uh, feedback, uh, feedback. something to say for it um the the drink and the pairing is absolutely phenomenal um it's really bringing out you know the, to echo what i said earlier well it's it stayed the same so i have nothing new to say <laughs> it's been still very still getting the, the 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 hay and the um the raisins with a little bit of bread in the background the retro hail is still very floral um, mm -hmm. I'm in, totally enjoying it. I'm enthralled. Nick, what about yourself? I'm loving the tobacco and the, the, the cocktail. I'm getting really notes. deep, sweet notes. And now that I'm about halfway down, that I'm about halfway down the bowl, I'm getting more I'm getting floral notes more with floral the notes drink with the drink. Um, um, and and a little bit of spice on the retro. A little bit of spice on the retro. It unbelievable. Pair. It unbelievable. You would pair. never think. I'm not. You a would never drinker. think. I'm Whoa. not a gin drinker. Whoa. Well, you're all right, Danny. You're all right, Danny. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I'm not. I'm not a. So I'm not. I'm not a never drinker. I would never buy a bottle. Go out and buy a bottle. But I'm definitely intrigued in this cocktail that I'm enjoying. To go out and get a bottle of gin or this particular this particular gin and mix it up and mix it up opening night. Have some opening night. Nice, nice. What about you, ladies? What do you think there? So you want to know about Kendra's retro hail this week? <laughs> Do tell. Yes, we all it want to know about Kendra's retro hail, especially after she cleaned out her pipe. <laughs> has nothing to do with my grandfather this week. No, it's um, it's really it's enjoyable. Like, it's like spice, spice, raisins, plum, raisins. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. I think I prefer I, the I retro hail than, than just the retro hail than just the straightforward. I'm I'm getting on the tongue. It's um, it's good spice though. It's not um, not overpowering. And I'm still in my little house on the prairie, um, very much because. <laughs> The floral notes from the drink they come yep. in and kind of lay right over the spice of the itself so i think it's really the perfect pairing mm. there's some um, i'm trying to figure out exactly what it is on the x but it balances very well mm. for me it's very it's you know, on the finish with this, um, it seems like that the um, um, <clears throat> flavors for me are getting a little bit deeper as we're going into the bowl. The, they're getting a little bit richer, a little bit stronger. Um, it's still going very nicely with the drink. I think this gin really does play well with the sweetness in the tobacco and the floral notes in the gin really, I think, play well with the spices that are in the uh, Virginia here. Uh, I'm enjoying it very, very much. Um, I now have something else that I want to try doing with everybody, you know, just to kind of lighten everything. Uh, uh, uh. This might be something that we do on a weekly basis. And that is a, I, I want to ask everybody a question and go around and see what everybody's answer would be. And I think we'll we'll start with Kendra and then, and then go to Bree since they're together. And then David, Nick, and end with Hall. And the question is this. Would you rather uh -oh. have skin that changes color with your emotional state at the moment? Or <laughs> would you rather have skin that every day was covered in tattoos that showed everybody what you did the day before? And every okay. morning you'd wake <laughs> up with a new set of tattoos where everybody would see what you did the day before. So it's either that or everybody knows what you're feeling at any given moment. Which would you rather? Kendra. So, all right. I'm going to go with I would rather have my skin color change 
with my emotions because I feel like that's already accurate. I feel like <laughs> anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody knows what I look like exactly what I feel like. So mm -hmm. I'm gonna go with that. That's just that's just the norm for me. We're gonna go with that. You have a very, you have a very open face, Kendra. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. May as yeah. well just put some color in with it. <laughs> <laughs> Bree, what about yourself? I'm gonna take the opposite. I'm gonna take the opposite stance and say I would rather, um, because okay, so hypothetically, are these tattoos on your face? Are they on your body? They're everywhere. They're everywhere. Like Everybody's gonna see what you did the day before. Everybody. Oh yeah. Hot dog on your face. In my head, I'm thinking, okay, I can cover these tattoos with sleeves. I can put on a shirt. So it wouldn't be the worst thing because I already have a lot of tattoos. So they'd kind of be overlapping anyway. And I might be able to hide them a little better than most people would. So, and I also wouldn't tell um, anybody about this condition because, you know, say I did something I didn't want anybody to know about, then they would just think it was a stupid tattoo. They wouldn't know. Uh-huh. Right. So that's my decision. Right. So long as the tattoo is not my face. Of course no. she wants more tattoos. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, free new fresh tattoos every morning. That's totally brief. Yeah. <laughs> David, what about yourself? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna deep think this one. So <laughs> let's say that with the tattoo one, uh, it's worldwide. So you wouldn't have tattoos because you know, you wouldn't even think about it because everybody's already got, you know, their day before plastered all over them. Um, no, no, no. It's just you. Much, it's just you. It's, just it's me. not a worldwide okay. phenomena. It's just you. <laughs> if, it's, if, it's, if, it's, if it's just me, I think I'd probably go with tattoos because there would be, there would be a lot of really cool art on there, man. Like, um, it also depends, like, you know, what type of resolution are we talking about? Is it going to be, like, tattoo art, or is it going to be, like, exactly like what you saw art, you know? Um, it's a good, it's good it's question. tattoo art, I think, I think a lot of people would be able to see a lot of Borderlands lately, you know? Yeah. There'd be a lot of video games <laughs> Sam, all over it. Sam yeah. Adams, that's uh, all they would see. Yeah, Sam Adams. Sam Adams. A, it, yeah. He'd have uh, a back tattoo of Star Wars. <laughs> you know, so I don't, I, I'm I definitely go with the tattoos. I'm not afraid of who I am. Or HVAC Woo. equipment. That's oh, what yeah. your tattoo would be today. He'd have that on his the tattoos would be pretty uneventful. Just be sleeping. Sam's tattoos would be that. Yes, it would be very boring to see Sam's tattoos. <laughs> um, uh, what about yourself? Me? Yeah. Oh yeah. boy, that would probably be changing colors. Changing colors. So your mood? It would be. It'd be. It'd be the mood thing. It'd be the mood thing. My tattoo Good. wouldn't be because if you had the tattoos, all it would say is another day, another smoke. It would. it would. It would say that. It would say that across my chest with a, with a 724 cigar underneath. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'd have uh, I'd have uh, my my skin change with my mood. I think it would be uh, yeah. quite a scene. I think quite a scene. Quite, quite a scene. scene. You'd want that for the attention-getting aspect of it. Maybe I don't know. Nixon. <sighs> <laughs> Which means, it means he's happy. Be happy Purple all the time. Is a happy mix. <laughs> Paul, what about yourself? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna go with uh, Nick and Kendra on this one. I'd rather have my skin changed with my emotion. Um, I, I think I'm a pretty level-headed guy. Um, my skin probably wouldn't change that much, except for maybe the occasional uh, you know customer or person that uh, kind of riles you and then if I turn really <laughs> red they know to stay away leave me alone so that'd be most I'm of the day that. <laughs> oh, whatever now it's time for the past to spill his guts what what please say tattoos yes oh I'd love to uh, yeah, Danny tattooed up would be do? awesome yeah. What would I do? No, this is my question yes, to you. Yes. Don't get an answer for me. This is yeah, my question. We need to hear from you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> I I would I would probably do the changing skin color. Ooh. That way that way my wife and girls <laughs> would know what I'm feeling and there wouldn't be any doubts about what's going on. I'd love that if they just knew by looking at me to come close or stay away. That would really be that would really be nice. That would really be nice. That's that's my answer to the question here. Um, what's what's our final takeaway on uh, this tobacco? This opening eve, opening night by Cornell and Deal. Paul, you want to go? Everybody else. All right, I'll go. Um, I think the uh, the tobacco is uh, just absolutely fantastic. That uh, dried fruit, uh, the the hay, the earth, the the bread, the retrohale is really really smooth, nice and floral. The elderflower again is pulling out more of that uh, dried fruit sweetness from the tobacco, making the retrohale really really smooth as well. I'm loving this. I'd give it two thumbs up. Nick, what about you? I love it. I love the the floral note in there. It's really, really nice. The sweetness right behind it. The cocktail really pairs really, really well with it. It's it's a uh, for me. It's probably got to be as far as pairings go. It's got to be probably one of the best pairings that Kendra has prepared for us. Whee! Happy dance. All right. Got some good kudos yeah. there, Kendra. Got some yeah. good kudos. Ocean master. Nice. Nice. Dave? Um, I already, I, uh, I think the pairing is really awesome. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. The, the drink goes really well with bringing out the, uh, the citrus notes in the cigar. Uh, yeah, especially like the the raisin and the hay, um, oh, yeah, and the in the pipe tobacco. Yes, that's right. Thank you, Dan. And uh, <laughs> but uh, this yep, is um, called. The I I agree. 
I agree that this pipe is <laughs> a fantastic pairing with uh, this drink, and uh, I'm really, really happy about it. It's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you very much. Three, what about yourself? So I honestly feel like um, one note specifically on our rendition of this cocktail, um, our prohibition style, our addition uh, of egg white, I think is really, really rounding things out um, it, in a way, the extra spicy edge that you get. Um, but overall, I am like 10 out of 10, 100% on this pairing, um, just because of the theme that I mentioned before. Um, definitely getting a lot of the hay, a lot of the spice, um, a very like woody finish. And then I'm also like Paul getting a lot of the elder flower coming out of the cocktail and then the egg whites kind of jumping right on top of it and like pulling it all together in a very rounded way. Now I'm really interested that, that uh, this is like the third pipe tobacco you've had, yes. at least to my knowledge, you know, and you started out with a little bit of one Q, uh, what we call Granite State here at Twins. Um, but you're really your first big serious bowl of pipe tobacco was Squadron Leader, which was this very smoky, mesquite, full-bodied kind of stuff. And this is this is a very different tobacco. Between the two, where would you lean? Where would you go back? Oh man, for another bowl. Tricky. Um, so initially, I'm always very drawn towards like mesquite, towards like smokier um, types of tobacco. Like I love that campfire kind of smell. Um, but at the same time, I think I would almost say it depends on what I'm pairing with it. Um, I think like right off the bat, any given day, um, if I was like looking to smoke something that was like a little bit milder, um, perhaps with either like a gin cocktail, even like um, say like our Ultima Palabra, which has chartreuse and tequila, mm -hmm. I would probably go with um, this tobacco. But the squadron leader, I would probably save for a day where I was going to maybe be like sipping like a bourbon or a Manhattan. Um, so I'd cool. say it depends on my mood, but both really great. Okay. Kendra, do you want to say anything about it? Sure. My final thoughts is that I am no longer the potion master, but I'm the pairing master. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, there's Paul dancing. Oh my gosh. We got Paul and Kendra each doing their own happy dance. The happy dance. <laughs> mm -hmm. Come on, Paul. You know you can do it. You can do the little happy dance. Come on. Get it moving. Look at it. There you go. Um, this tobacco to me is a, is a great illustration of what straight Virginia can be like. Um, it is uh, got lots of flavors going on. Um, it's got some of that hay, wood. There's a little bit of grass. There's some fruitiness. There's uh, some kind of uh, nice spice that's going on in the background and, and that stays with you on the on the finish of the tobacco here. It's very, very good. And um, this is also, I think, the kind of tobacco that if, if you're into cellaring, if you're into aging your pipe tobacco, this is just going to get better and better the longer you let it sit. So if you are into Virginia blends and you like mild to medium uh, tobacco and you're looking for something that is not flavored, 
but has lots of flavor to it, then Opening Night by Cornell and Deal is certainly something that you probably want to try. And um, we have it here at Twins. You can get it with our curbside service. And um, like I said, if that's you, then I would recommend this tobacco. Um, just to kind of let you know what's going to be happening next Friday, May 1st. Again, reminding you that uh, we're going to do a special event with Lauren Ferraro from Ashton. She's the uh, New England rep for uh, Ashton Cigars. We're going to be meeting with her from 6 to 7 o'clock right here on Facebook Live. And we're going to be smoking the Ashton Symmetry Robusto. And during that show, we'll not only talk with Lauren, find out a little bit about her. She's got a very interesting story herself. And her family has been involved in the cigar industry for a very long time. And it's going to be interesting to, to kind of dig into things with her about her own uh, getting into cigars. But uh, we're also going to be highlighting some specials that will be available for you at Twins with Ashton Brands uh, the week following the show. Um, so we're very excited about that. At 7 o'clock, the regular Not Just Blowing Smoke is going to start. We're going to smoke an Ashton on that uh, show as well because we're still going to be kind of pushing uh, all the deals and, and specials that are going to be going on. And for the show next week, we're going to be smoking an Ashton cabinet number seven. So you can pick that up at either Twins location. And for the pipe tobacco next week, we're going to uh, go back to a Peter Stokeby blend. <laughs> we're going to be doing the Luxury Navy Flake. And uh, that is a um, uh, uh, Navy Flake put out by Peter Stokeby. And, and uh, that's going to be really, that's a, it's a big seller for us at Twins. It's a big bulk tobacco. We haven't done a lot of bulk tobaccos. We've focused a lot of on a lot of tins with our reviews. So I'm excited to, to go and do something a little bit different. So that'll be from, again, 7 to 8, 8.30 will be our regular show. And 6 to 7 is going to be a special uh, event. Excuse me. Special event really kind of introducing you to the uh, Ashton line and talking about the specials that will be available at both Twins locations um, uh, following May 1st. And make sure that you take advantage of curbside service to pick up the cigar and the pipe tobacco so that you can be smoking along with us next Friday night, May 1st. And follow us here on Facebook um, to get notified of when that's going to start and at not just blowing smoke on Instagram so that you don't ever miss anything. So thank you very much for watching Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth and knowledge and expertise and fun. I hope you've seen the fun of Twin Smoke Shop, <laughs> New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And make sure you stay in touch with us on all of our social media. And thank you very much for listening and watching and that's not just blowing smoke. Not just blowing smoke. Another smoke. Thanks, everyone. And another day, baby. Thank uh, you. Here we go. Freaking a little much, Nick. Oh, look at Kendra's little smile. Look at the little smiles. <laughs> that's oh, very cool. Yeah.
right. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Thanks for listening, everybody. And that is Not Just Blowing Smoke. Rolling with the top down, smoking on a fancy guy.